Brat and Court Talk Sci-Fi's Van Helsing, presented by PureFandom.com. Hey there, everybody. Welcome back to another Pure Fandom podcast of Brad and Court Talk. I'm Brad. And I'm Court. How's that beautiful, desolate world out there treating your fellow hell singers? It's really cool when the sun's out. Not really good when the sun's down. Yeah, I guess that whole martial law thing, um, like that's an issue too? Yeah, that it, that's part of the issue. But yeah, <laughs> other than the whole, you know, um, shadow people thing going on. <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of like a horror movie up in here. Right. Last last house on the left there, or last, last cabin in the woods. No, hold on. Yeah, it's, what, what was the movie? The last house on, at the end of the Oh, road, last or, house on the left. Yeah, okay, that's it. <laughs> so I was right. So, yeah. Uh, anyhow, before we break down this episode, just to remind everybody, check us out over at purefandom.com. A lot of great writers over there. If there's a show or a movie you love, someone over there is writing something amazing about it. And Court, how can the good people reach us? You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Jindev. He's Brad ZB, but you won't find him on Twitter. You should go look for him on Instagram. He's Ramblin' Brad over there. Uh, what's going on with Facebook? Uh, we got the Facebook group, the Van Helsing group. Uh, go on, come in there, join us, check it out. A lot of good discussions going on. Answer the security questions or else you don't get in. They're really simple. It's one. <laughs> be surprised how many people can't answer them. Well, then they shouldn't be in the group then. Yeah, if you don't, they know the show. Yeah, if you don't know a character from Van Helsing, that's probably an issue. You, you're probably coming in there to try and sell sunglasses, and you're just not yeah. going to make it. Good deal. I appreciate that. I like that new feature. Yeah. All right. So uh, let's jump into the episode. Like, I feel like this one is like one of my favorite episodes of this whole series. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was, it had like the whole spooky factor up to 10,000 throughout the entire episode. Oh, I agree. There was a lot going on in it. Um, we found out a little bit more about that little darkness thing that the darkness, the dark one throughout the other week. We did. We did. So before we jump into details, let me go over a couple of things. Mm -hmm. uh, so this was episode 505, Sister Hunt. I wonder why it's called that. Um, it was written by Winetta Storms, and it was directed by Kamani Ray Smith. Um, Violet and Ivory are on the run from Fort Collins with the now vulnerable sisterhood. I hate that part. Um, Violet must risk everything to keep the amulet out of the Dark One's hands. And a lot goes on in this episode. A lot goes on, and we get some really good backstory. Right. And flashbacks and stuff like that, like Violet. Yeah. Dear old yeah. dad telling her, you know, I'll be there to protect you. But not really. He's not the I missed him. I was like, oh, my God, Hanson. I know. I was actually just watching. I mean, <laughs> side note. I was re-watching uh, all of the Marvel movies pretty much in, yeah. in order of how they're supposed to be. And, <laughs> you know, he's on Captain America, so. Really? I have to go back and look at that you again. You don't remember that? Oh, no. yeah. So the original Captain America movie, I've only seen one time. Like, yeah. I like the others. Nope, he's in there. He's part of the uh, of the squad there with the, with Cap. Yeah, I've only seen that one one time. Like, the others, like, Cap became my, this is something else, but Cap became my favorite, like, with Winter Soldier uh -huh. and some more. And, like, his movies are my favorites, just not that one. Yeah. Okay. Well, go check it out again. But anyhow. Okay. It was related. Sorry, y'all. Uh, yeah. No McDonough. It just kind of went there. The sisterhood is talking about um, being with men in their first time, and everybody wearing masks helps keep the orange dust away. I love it. Yeah, um, like we, we got to be careful in many different ways. <laughs> 
I very much enjoyed this scene. Um, yes, we know Ivory or we've seen Ivory in various iterations over the past couple of seasons, but we didn't really get to know like her remaining sisters in, until now. And sometimes that, that can be a bad, bad sign in a show or you have a character that you didn't really, you know, know too much about before. And all of a sudden you're getting all their backstory. Well, kind of like Claire, you know, we get to hear all about her and, you know, she then goes on watch and the Dark One's red ball of death is stalking her and kind of takes over and kills her. Now, did you know what that was immediately? Because I was like, oh, no, something with like a red haze is taking taking them out. What's going on? No, I wasn't really positive on it. But you, (laughs) you notice a new opening, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. And... Then we cut to Claire uh, holding her heart in her hand. Yeah. That's kind of interesting. That's a that's a weird way of doing it, you know, taking your heart out yourself. <laughs> uh, and, and who was it? Ivory, like they thought it might be desert vampires that did it. Right. Those desert vampires. <laughs> they're all, they're the plague. Yes, they're all over there. <laughs> it's all symbolism with them. Right. Uh, <laughs> Ivory is having some issues with being mortal. You know, yeah, and, and I don't think it's necessarily with her being mortal. It's like her girls, like they're her squad. Right. She's been fighting with them for like centuries, and like she knows how badass they are. So now that they're human, uh, they're not as good as good as fighters as they were as vampires. No, they're not nearly as uh, as awesome as they were before. But you know, kind of well, like fearless. I, well, as fearless, yeah. But like I already said before, I mean, she would have killed anyone with a, without a second thought. But now she's like, oh, maybe. <laughs> well, I feel like a couple of times she ends up killing at least one person without uh, a thought. Like oh. she, she, she's going on instinct. Right. Uh, okay. Here's my question. Yeah. And, and this is always, I don't say why this is my question. You know, it's my apocalypse question every single time. <laughs> Who's making the gas for these this truck that they're driving around on. Brad, you just got to go with it. But I, no, I'm going to say it's, 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 it's homegrown. No, it's actually that, that truck was actually a diesel truck. I'm, I'm 90% (laughs) positive of it, which means, which is cool. Cause if it's a diesel truck, they're just running on like rancid fry oil from McDonald's. Yeah, I was, uh, we're going to, okay. So yeah, I was watching, um, mosquito coast. It's this new show on Apple plus TV. And like, that's what they did. Like one of the characters, he was going from different restaurants, uh, collecting the oil using their, um, mm-hmm. you know, they use oil to make gas. Yeah. So yeah. It's okay. a thing. You can do it with diesel. I mean, it's, you can, you can run diesel cars. See, you made it make like sense. All the vehicles are on diesel now. I just want to see them stop <laughs> in a show at like a busted up restaurant and get the fry oil. That's all I want to see. I just want to see that in a show one time clarify how they're doing the gas for me. I know it's a lot, but you, you hear that you guys do that for Brad, just at least one episode one thing, or have somebody want. mention it. Just someone. Oh, you know, when we stopped at that burger joint to get gas in the fry <laughs> oil. Yeah, there we go. Nacho cheese, nacho cheese. That's what we got. Uh, so they come to the house in the middle of nowhere. Of I, course. I liked it on, on V though. Let's go in and do groups of two and clear the place. Uh, better yet, Ivory, you see anything, just go ahead and kill it off for us, and that's fine. And kind of like the new sisterhood, they go in there, and they're ready to ready to kick ass. They were good to go for a bit. Uh, the group gets attacked, but they kill off the vampires that are in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ivory, however, is not that thrilled with Zuma, the human, who isn't the great 
warrior vampire she was before. And what she, that was kind of what you were talking about, how Ivory's like, you know, they're they're not as fearless as they were because they kind of hesitate a little bit. And this is where we find out that Zuma and Ivory knew each other um, in the land before time, before they were yes. vampires, when the Spanish arrived. Yes, the conquistador fuckboys. Yes. Seeking their gold. Yep. <laughs> and they lost their father and their brothers, and they got a little bit burned at the stake, but didn't die because Michaela got there before they could die and turned them. Yeah. So, um, like, that was a little bittersweet. Yes, she helped them survive, but look what they became. Right. We could have done a little bit more, but, mm, yeah, they yeah. spent. And, like, Ivory's telling the story, and poor Mira, she's sitting there, like, I guess with her own, you know, background. Mm-hmm. And Ivory wants to know, like, when Michaela turned her, but we don't get that immediately. So I'm like, wait a minute, what's going on with Mira? Right. Does she have some special story about what, what happened with Michaela? It can't be the dark one. Maybe it's something to do with uh, Bathory. Mm-hmm. And no, we find out that Ivory turned her. Yeah. Ivory's her monster. And. Yeah, we find that out at the end there of the episode yeah. is basically because she kind of led that with she said you know she wasn't turned by Michaela and then their shadow dude showed up. And yeah, like I, before they gave it a name, I was calling it the Dark Seeker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's the it's a Vanator. Vanator, yeah, right? That's right. Uh, a hard name to say, so yeah, Vanator. <laughs> it's a yeah. So it shows up there, and next thing you know, before uh, Myra could actually go through her whole story of what happened to her, how she got turned, we have Zuma doing the Blair Witch thing in the corner. Yeah. And she's possessed by the darkness. She turns around, and Zuma takes the amulet from V, but Ivy takes her head. Yeah, and it's like, again, she's acting on instinct. Right. Like, we just got that... that huge backstory where we find out that they grew up together and like they were already friends before they became sisters in the sisterhood. So like they have that twofold background together. Mm-hmm. And then like it not, not it didn't not mean anything. It's just like she acted on instinct and she did what she had to do because like you said, the shadow, like it was about to let out the dark, the rest of the darkness mm-hmm. and they can't have that. And that whole thing gave her some serious guilt going on with that one. So Yeah. Uh, that's after we find out that Ivory remembers a tale that went through the sisterhood about the hunter in the darkness, which is going after the amulet. So we know that has a backstory with itself. Right. And we get a mention of Michaela, but also Abraham. Right. I was kind of confused about the marking the entrance of blood to mark their territory. That seemed weird to me. It was very demon night and I went with it. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. I was like, at some point in time, you're going to run out of blood. It's not going to be good. Uh, Coming, we got a couple of ports. Mm-hmm. Violet hears Jack's voice outside and goes, "Hey, you know what? Let's go outside." Bad idea. Yeah, as they're outside, and Violet is, you know, talking to the dark thing and getting ready to go there. Uh, Ivory comes out and shoots Violet. No, I'm yeah, sorry, but- backwards. Ivory comes out, and Violet turns around and shoots Vi- Ivory. <laughs> Yeah, and I was like, okay, so we we took out Ivory that quick. I'm very confused Um, because at that point in time, we saw that Violet had been possessed, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, but Ivory is able to turn the tables. And she did not understand the saying about never bringing a knife to a gunfight because she, you know, kind of does a little 
th- knife throwy thing into Ivory's heart with the knife, and that takes her out for a bit. Yeah, and Mira looks super betrayed. She already does not have very much confidence as a human. She doesn't have very much confidence in Ivory because, again, like you and I know the backstory that we're going to get later where mm-hmm. we find out Ivory is the one who killed her entire family and right. then turned her. So she's got the whole being human again. And she she's afraid. Like, she doesn't have those same instincts that she had at, within the sisterhood that she'd been trained and that she's a really good fighter. Um, so she's all she knows is that Ivory just killed Violet. That's mm-hmm. all she knows. <laughs> and then they come in, you know, when Violet comes back alive and everybody has the, the standoff with the guns pointed at each other. Yeah. Uh, that's after that. That's when Myra goes with her whole thing of going, I'm not dealing with these emotions. That vampire upstairs scared the crap out of me. And, um, Ivory, every time I look at you, I see the monster who killed my family. And Ivory's like, oh. Sorry. Oops. I thought it was Michaela. That was me. <laughs> I I don't even remember killing your entire family in front of you, but hey, okay. Sorry about that. My bad. Right. And it and it's not that she doesn't remember the things that she did as a vampire. It's that she killed so many people. Right. There was and she can't remember any of them, so. Yeah, cuz because there were so many and so much carnage. Like I I like that background. I like that added complication to like her character. I felt bad for all of them. Oh, definitely. And and I, I did really wanted Mira to live. <laughs> I, I did feel at this point in time after Mira dumped her whole entire uh backstory, what happened. Yeah. That, that was the writing was on the wall for her. I was like, she's not gonna make it out this episode. I was so hopeful because it's the sisterhood. I didn't want to lose everybody. <laughs> the sisterhood is just down to yeah, not much. Um so it's a little cold in there, and Mira decides that she's gonna light a fire. Mm-hmm. No one put blood on the chimney, so she looks up in there because I'm guessing the voices would have been her family. Yeah. And then she became fully possessed and has swords and can't fight the darkness. And Well, she's fighting it a little bit. She's able to kind of break out of it once or twice. And then then comes this thing that I'm not sure is actually possible, but um, can you (laughs) double sword behead yourself? Um, you sure can if it's written that way. Okay. Is that what I wanted an episode of Mythbusters, yeah. but they're not doing that anymore, but you know. Yeah. No, if it's written that way and like the effects are badass enough, you sure can make that happen. It was pretty um, good. But again, like that's where that strength that Ivory has always known about her came in. Like mm-hmm. her strength of character. Like she was able to resist to darkness enough to take herself out. Right. Because as we've seen, like once you get possessed, that's pretty much all she wrote. Like, there is no resisting it completely. Like, Violet had to die mm-hmm. and come back like they do um, to be able to, to get rid of, like, the possession. Right. Yeah, but the, the whole thing, so after she's dead, Ivory's going down this road to depression because she is now the last of the sisterhood. Yeah. The only sister. And she after finding out that she turned her and couldn't remember any of that that happened. I mean, yeah, she went in at a whole thing. I I was going to have a family and give my mother grandchildren at one point, and that never happened for her either. Way back in the day. Yeah, way back in the day. So, yeah, she's dealing with a lot of baggage. So Mm -hmm. once it's all over and hopefully she makes it, like she'll be able to figure out a new future for herself. I hope so, yeah. But V is ready to find the darkness and destroy it the only way that she knows how. And Ivory, understandably, is worried that she isn't strong enough. Violet had a point. If she didn't do it tonight, 
it's just going to come back towards America every other night. Yeah. And like they had that whole conversation where like Ivory has touched the darkness. She's had the darkness inside of her mm-hmm. and like V hasn't had that situation happen before. So we get that very awesome scene that comes like right after that. Mm-hmm. Where she takes a vial and sucks it in, takes the mm-hmm. darkness. Uh, it was a good thing that Ivory was there because she was able to pick up the empty vial as, you know, V goes all black eyed children. Yeah. And she commands the um, dark red thing. I forgot what the name <laughs> of it was already. Van Eater. Van Eater. <laughs> to come to her and then destroys it in light. I like that. Dark, it destroyed the darkness with light. Yeah. And then she purged it all back into the uh, vial. Blech. Darkness back and was yeah. having issues trying to cap it. Yeah. And like this reminds me a lot of um, like some of the themes from last season where we were watching. We know that Jack and Violet, like their sisters, they're two halves of the same coin. Um, we knew that Jack was very attra- attracted to the darkness. Like she like had a bit of the darkness in her. Whereas like you said with Vi, she was more so with the light. Mm-hmm. So I like that they came around to that again. Right, definitely. I like the way that happened. So after all that's going on, the next day, uh, uh, Violet's looking through the book and finds the image of Jack that was drawn. Remember that one? Yeah. And she left a little note in there uh, with some coordinates on the East Coast. And a date. Some dates. Yeah, 2000 to 1778. (laughs) So... She went back in time. I love the fact that she goes, oh, I guess Jack went back in time. Okay, cool. You shouldn't ask any questions. <laughs> like, you can't, hey, there are vampires and witches. You can't be surprised on this show. Yeah, whatever. She went back in time. It's all cool. It happens, you know, like you do. And so now we know why um, Jack went back to America in the past. She had to, well, one, get the coordinates and leave something there. But I'm also... Well, Mm-hmm. I feel like those coordinates, like the, she would have had to give them to, um, can't remember the character's name right now, but remember he kept the book. Right. So she told him where she was going. She had to put the coordinates in there. So it's a place that she and Violet already know somewhere on the East Coast, which makes total sense because we're going to have to go to D.C., right? Right. We have to because the White House is in D.C. Exactly. Last I Unless they've moved it. Oh, they could have. I don't know. <laughs> But she also, it was evident that she knew the coordinates that she put in that picture ahead of time. So, kind of like Violet said, it was something uh, something in school that drew her. She knew it was on the East Coast. So, I'm thinking right. they both know exactly what it is. Oh, no, they have to. Uh, because Jack, Jack would have counted on it being someplace that they, they both knew. Right. And so for some reason, they both had uh, numbers down there. It's like their house address <laughs> or something. Uh, who knows? Maybe. It's where their treehouse was when they were kids. I don't know. <laughs> or actually... It People are very fixated on coordinates. Yeah, it could have been another facility. <laughs> well, it, it was more so a thing when it, more people use maps. Right. <laughs> but it also has to be something that if she left coordinates there, she probably had to bury something or etch it in stone or something like that. I don't know. Well, that or she's there waiting. Mm-hmm. Like... <laughs> I don't know why she would be waiting there all this time. Maybe she doesn't want to disrupt the timeline. <laughs> well, she could be, yeah. She's stuck in stasis, you know, frozen in an iceberg. Possibly. Like but like you were talking about earlier, Violet took the whole time traveling thing cool. And like, so is Jack dead? Did Jack survive all this time and just have all the knowledge from her her 
centuries. Old woman Jack, she's like, you get there, she's a couple hundred years old, and she's like, yeah, but still looks young. Yeah, she's <laughs> our rock and whole Mother Abigail thing. Oh, uh, you came through the cornfields, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm down with that. That would be kind of fun, actually. <laughs> okay, so that's where we're at. We see the pair driving off, um, but the, we also see the fact that he dug the two graves for the fallen sisters, and mm-hmm. they're out and about, and that was in the middle of nowhere land. Yeah. So, yeah, well, it should be interesting. I'm looking forward to the next episode. I like this one. It was good. I mean, we had some backstory on stuff that we really hadn't gotten before. Oh, for sure. Like, I, I love this episode. It was very intense. There's no more sisters in the sisterhood, though. So, oh, well. There's just one. And maybe Vi can be invited into the sisterhood. Um, it, it's not like she has to have anything cut off. Well, this is very true. <laughs> but they're not wearing the mask. That we know anymore, of. So, yeah. <laughs> We did get a preview for next week's episode where there's somebody apparently who Julius likes who's wearing a mask. Uh-huh. Gee, I wonder what that is. Oh, the dust and stuff. <laughs> I love the way that they just kind of wrote in the orange dust to help clarify and knock out everything for COVID. It's just great. Well, but we kind of saw it already, like at the end of last season before COVID even started. Right. Like they made it a bigger, not a bigger thing, but it, it, it's fitting. It works. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely. It all it all works out really well. All right. Well, anything else? Uh, no. I feel like we hit all the points. Um, like we pretty much stayed in one location with with these guys the whole time, so that was cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we stuck in a house, house in an outside. That was pretty much it. Yeah. Well, if you aren't there already, head on over to purefandom.com. Check out some of the other killer articles posted there. You can find some of our older podcasts back there as well. Also, a lot of awesome writers over there putting out some amazing work. If you have any thoughts or comments on this episode, drop it below. Hit us up on Twitter. Visit Brad on Instagram. Join the Facebook group. Make sure you, well, if you're listening to us, I know you can answer those questions. So yes. you can join in with the awesome Facebook group and talk about the show. I mean, the question is like, name two characters from Van Helsing. Uh, <laughs> first, you know, there, uh, Van Helsing is actually one. So your name is not actually one of them. So. <laughs> Weird things people post in there. Me was one. I was like, no, you're not a Van Helsing. Sorry. I'm surprised. Like, if you want to get in, just look it up. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time. Oh, man. Um. Yeah. Until next time. Like, I'd really like the writers. Like, this is this backstory and everything was awesome. But, like, don't give me backstory for characters that we've seen for a little bit. Like, and then kill them off. Because it's a thing. And I, I want that to stop being a thing. Mm-hmm. Like, I really want America to live. I'm sorry. I'm talking about the show again. <laughs> and I just I just want, you know, a stop at uh, Burger King and grabbing all the fry oil and driving off. And that's all. I yeah. Want. Do Brad's thing. I want one thing in one movie, in one apocalyptic movie and make it happen. We'll, we'll never learn, but that's okay. okay. We'll keep watching. That's it for this episode. Head on over to purefandom.com for more awesome content.